excited. Not excited though. Neither am I, bro. And my dorms are fucking hot. Oh right? yeah. Like I walked in, I was in my car, right? Blasting the AC because it's 90 in East Lansing right now. 90 and fucking humid. There was dry lightning last night. No. <laughs> Freaking the fuck out. I was like, God damn, you got to be kidding me. Mosquitoes everywhere, but that's besides the point. So I like blasting the AC in my car. I got out of my car. It's not quite humid enough outside. So I didn't have to worry about anything. I was just hot. Sun's beating on me. I walk into my residence hall. Soon as I walk in, bam, foggy glasses. It's just sticky in there. It's atrocious. I was sticky all day, sticky all last night. Be taking like two showers. Oh my you God. You got to wonder, like, you pay, I don't know, $6,000 a semester yes. for housing. Yes. Where's that money going? N- not to AC. <laughs> not Literally to not AC to an AC. All. They're just non-existent. Fans that blow hot air. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Climate change needs to calm down. For real, but this is like it's, the hottest it's been all summer. I think last like 10 years, 7 years, something like that, uh-huh. every summer has been the hottest on record. <laughs> no, literally. Because like, I think I see like Bernie tweet about it each year. It's like this July was the hottest July on record. And you can yeah. just see it goes back since like 2011. And it's like, it's just because climate change, like what happens to the seasons, we know that it's not elimination of winter seasons. Right. Like global warming is not the elimination of cold weather. It's that the mediums go away. Yep. We will only have only the extremes. two extremes. And we are literally seeing that right now. Like that cold snap in Texas that like it's obliterated facts. the entire state. Facts. Except for Ted Cruz. <laughs> literally <laughs> obliterated the power grid. Yeah. But we, yeah. that's not on today's list of topics. No. But um, no, it's just, dude, it's insane. It's literally almost September and it's 90 degrees. It's awful. I hate it so much. It's the hottest it's been all summer here in Michigan. You I'm step- pretty sure. Yeah, I was about to say, like, we're in the northern hemisphere. Like, <laughs> like why <laughs> yeah. is this happening? And Michigan's pretty far north. Michigan's always been, like, bipolar with it, but damn. Yeah, stupid hot. I just, Every I can't. Time you, you can't even uh, walk to classes anymore. I can't deal with it. I'm you, so glad I got a medical exemption for an air conditioner. Yeah, it, it don't even matter, though. That's like, the heat no, just overpowers. I still AC. could not sleep last night. I was yeah. so hot, I just wanted to die. And the biggest problem? Even if we start doing everything right for climate change, which we won't, but yeah. even if we did, this is our life for the next like 50 years. Yeah, we're done for. Yeah. Say goodbye to polar bears. <laughs> like we're never going to, California's drifting into the ocean and we're never going to not have a egregiously hot summer. This is facts. This, this is, is facts. this is, uh, this is just life now. Speaking of things that are hot, Ooh. welcome back to Head in the Office. Hey. It's hot boy summer. hot on the net. <laughs> Real quick, before we start, you remember- what was it, a Newsmax headline or something that oh, was like... Yes, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, dog. <laughs> it's hot boy summer and the <laughs> Taliban are having the time of their life. Hot boy summer's heating up and the Taliban are having the time of their life out there. I can't believe you said Dude, that. No, that shit is horrible. Like, How do you air that on TV? Do they like the Taliban? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we we yeah. know they like the, the women's stuff and the... The anti-progress stuff. Taliban hates gender studies, and so do we. So do we. <laughs> so we must agree. It's the Tucker quote. They don't think their masculinity is toxic. They like the patriarchy. Some <laughs> of their women do too. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> Sorry, no, how they can don't. You, how can you have that take? Did you see the Taliban fell for a D's nuts joke? No, not D's nuts, oh, a Ligma joke. Yeah, on Twitter. That shit was crazy. Was like, how are you going to address all the people that have Ligma under your rule now that you control Afghanistan? Uh-huh. This dude <laughs> said, please tell me, what is Ligma or Sigma? I will make sure to respond. Bro says, Ligma balls, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a picture of a dude in American flag speedo just power posing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I swear I swear to God that got some American citizens killed, Loki. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Yeah. He said, I- you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> that, that's it. That's I'm not it. dealing with this nonsense anymore. the last anymore. straw. 
I hate the U.S. military. That's what he said. That's facts. I mean, they always been on that. I mean, shoot. That's what he said. Anyway, welcome back to Head in the Office. Facts. Um, we're back at you with another episode, episode eight, I believe. Yes, um, episode we're eight. We're almost at ten. And Two months we, into this shit. Once we hit ten, who knows what's gonna happen? Exactly. Maybe we'll Big drop off digits. the face of the earth. Maybe we'll blow up. I'm hoping we blow up. You know how you can help us blow up? You know how you can help us blow up? Rating it five stars on Apple. Oh, yeah. Go and follow the TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like all the TikToks. Comment. Boost it. Shares. Those help. Become the 17th subscriber on the YouTube. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, watch all our videos through the whole way. Yeah. I promise watch time And give it a us. like and a comment. That's right. Boost it in the algorithm. Help us out. That'd really help. Help us out. I'd appreciate uh, it. Today's episode, we're going to talk about some bombings that happened in Afghanistan um, and also in Afghanistan, some vigilante justice. Yeah, fucking uh, We'll literally. talk about news on the eviction moratorium that the Supreme Court had another outstanding decision on. Mm, uh, we'll dive into how schools are reopening for the fall, and we will end with Wisconsin allowing children to starve Facts. or more like actively pursuing starvation That's for their children. Oh, bro. This is just the most neoliberal garbage not yeah. even neoliberal. Yeah. It's just straight like neocon garbage, yeah. actually. But if you want to watch this episode in full with video, got to become a patron. That's become right. a patron, you'll have access to all of the episodes. Oh my goodness, I just hit the light. All okay. the episodes in full volume, full volume, full video, full length, and uh, you'll get some special rewards. We'll think about you. Exactly, we'll be thinking about it. You could you could suggest some stuff depending <laughs> on depending on what package you get. Could True. be shouted out at the end. Who knows? We don't have Who enough knows? of our audience to be picky yet. Yeah, we won't be picky. Exactly. We won't be big. I'm begging you, True. actually. True. Also, shouts out to the one guy on TikTok that said, I just found a new podcast to listen to. Yeah. You're appreciated. We've got a couple of those. And if you're listening right now, know that I love you. Facts. And if <laughs> next time I will remember, I will try to remember y'all by name. Just go head on over to TikTok. <laughs> it's like our classroom. Exactly. <laughs> Comment it and I'll shout you out. That's right. It's That's a te- right. We're teachers at the start of class. I don't know everybody yet, yeah. but All I right. will soon. Hopping right into our news coverage. First, we got an update on Afghanistan. So last week, there were three bombings that happened outside of the airport in Kabul, and it killed more than a dozen U.S. troops, and around 100 Afghanis were either hurt or injured. Oh, I think 146 people total yeah, were injured. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and the attack was, uh, at first, we didn't know who attacked the uh, some areas outside Kabul. Um, but then after some investigation, we assumed it was uh, ISIS-K, which is a branch of ISIS in Afghanistan. Which is crazy. And later we confirmed it. Which is crazy because I thought that Trump, in, in his own words, said that he wiped out 100% of the ISIS caliphate. Yeah, I thought so. Crazy. Crazy how he lied to us like that. I wonder <laughs> if he's lied about anything else. Sure, sounds like peace in the Middle East, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, the ISIS-K is just a small militant group that seeks to really impose chaos as we're evacuating and as the Taliban is taking over. Yeah. Um, it may be surprising to right-wingers, but not everyone in Afghanistan works together. Oh, they don't all hate America. That's facts. That's I facts. mean, ISIS probably does. Uh, yeah, I mean, but like the, the, the Taliban, The Taliban and uh, ISIS are sworn enemies i believe i think they've said as much like the taliban hates them i just know that a lot of them hate each other yeah a lot of the ones that we used to fund hate each other too like it may be surprising to people but they're not all ideologically aligned (laughs) (laughs) yeah no this is it's it's pretty nuanced when you get down to it yeah um and while this is most definitely a tragedy especially as we're trying to get troops out and especially since we've lost thousands in afghanistan over uh the last 20 years um there's of course been some conservative outrage that i think is really funny god yeah we, we're gonna speed run this one okay okay all right the first one is that uh biden should be impeached for people dying and there being ca- uh, chaos in afghanistan oh that brings me back to the i've seen so many comments about a troop hasn't died in the last like 12 months or mm-hmm. something until mm-hmm. biden it's like guys this isn't like 
it's not a sole function of Biden. I'm sorry. This would have happened no matter when we pull out. Yeah. It's yeah. tragic either way, but this would have happened. It should have been foreseen. In fact, it was foreseen by British intelligence. Did you see that? I didn't see that. British intelligence like said after the fact that they like had word of a suicide bombing coming through. And we're trying to communicate something, but it never got communicated. Maybe we just disregarded it. I wouldn't be surprised oh, if we boy. did. The leadership is absolutely fucked right now. Yeah. Oh god. I mean, but the truth is that Trump made the deal with the Taliban to evacuate. We've said this. We said this, this on facts. the last pod. I think we said it when we first started talking mm-hmm. about Afghanistan. Trump made this deal. Yeah. Biden is executing upon it. That it probably would have gone the exact same if Trump was doing it right I now. I think this would have gone the exact same no matter what president we have. Yeah, absolutely. Solely because I think no matter what president we have, we would have botched it either way. <laughs> like, that's a good bet to make. You know, <laughs> that's a good bet to make. <laughs> there's there's some way it w- either we would have been too aggressive towards. I suppose like the Taliban starting a new conflict yeah. or we do exactly what Biden did and we don't do enough. We yeah. pull troops out before we evacuate citizens, which is a mistake. Oh, yeah. like It's 100 percent a mistake to pull them out to then send 600, 6,000, excuse me, troops back to have to evacuate people was was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And us uh, saying that this kind of chaos would have happened under any president is not saying that it couldn't have been done better. It definitely could have. Oh, no, 100% could have and should have done better. Yeah, yeah, it could It could definitely have been better, um, as, even under the Biden administration, uh, somebody that we voted into office or at least helped <laughs> exactly. in the state of Michigan. Yeah. Um, but the truth is that there's going to be chaos no matter what. And I think Biden communicated this much in the press conference after yeah. the bombings happened. I mean, his answer uh, to what is going on was basically just like tough day. You know, like people die every Dude, day. That yeah. was his answer. <laughs> but I mean... People to, die every day, B. I mean, it's unnecessarily cruel to put it that way, but I mean... He's not wrong it's, that there was going to be chaos. There is some truth to it, but also it's just so much of this is so wrong. Why oh, yeah. is it the Kabul airport that we have secured? Why is it not the Air Force base that was right there that we left a month ago? Yeah, I don't know. Why isn't it a military base that we could have evacuated so many more people from? I what, what I personally think it is, I don't think anyone anticipated that Kabul was going to fall in five business days. Yeah. I think that's largely what it is, but we should have seen it coming. Right. We should have seen all of this coming. The thing is, I I feel like Biden had to have known it would happen faster than 18 months. They projected 18 months. Yeah. They said a year and a half. Um, and it's very obvious that it was not anywhere near, near a year and a half. They were pushing a month and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how we didn't see it sooner, especially since all the Afghan soldiers that we claim to have trained and mm-hmm. given money like they were not going to fight for a country they didn't care about. They immediately put their guns down. Yeah, they weren't going to do that, especially because once we started to pull out, the money stopped coming. They're not yes. going to fight for their life and get nothing in return. And they're fine with Taliban rule. Yeah, like that's the sad reality is a lot of people in Afghanistan are fine with Taliban rule. Yeah, or it's not going to be much different than U.S. occupation. <laughs> hey, yeah, facts, Loki. Like at least to them, in terms of the material conditions they're exposed to, nothing's yeah. really uh, well, going to. Other than like women. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, women, yeah, it's bad, but not for But when like, it comes to the Afghan soldiers that we said that we were training uh, along with the Afghan government, like I, I, the U.S. is a failure when it goes to any kind of country and tries to install their own government. South Korea. It happens every time. Well, they didn't try to install their own government in Korea, but we failed in Korea, we failed in Vietnam, and now we failed in Afghanistan. This is what yeah. it feels like to lose a war. Yeah, exactly. A war and that just, we should have never been in. A, a war that lasted 20 years and was just a massive waste of time, money, and life. We could have got free health care with all that yeah. money. We yeah. could have got free health care, free co- We could have wiped the student debt with that money. Oh, yeah. Crazy, right? We definitely right? could have. I was going to talk Crazy. about that later, but we definitely <laughs> could have. Uh, the next conservative talking point I've heard, which has kind of amazed me, is that the Taliban orchestrated the attacks with ISIS in order to uh, attack U.S. troops. I mean, like, so 
I can see how people would arrive at that conclusion. But where my problem, where my problem with like, I guess both sides of how you tackle the issue is that the Taliban has a vested interest in sort of letting any American die as long as the blood isn't on their hands. And to that, I say that this criticism is fair. But then we consider that these groups hate each other. Yeah. And they are fighting each other also. Well, not only that. But I think it's just kind of outlandish to assume. First of all, I think it's a reactionary take. Yeah, well, uh, when you most hear, of what we've seen hear is reactionary. That, especially a lot of Americans that don't really understand international relations or the yeah. variety of groups uh, or the variety of terror groups that exist mm-hmm. uh, throughout the world. It's like they probably think that ISIS and the Taliban are the same thing. So I, I, I understand how they're arriving at that do. conclusion. But it's yeah. very wrong because, first, there's been reports that the Taliban have been warding off attacks on U.S. troops yeah. from other groups. Also, it is strictly within Taliban interest to get the U.S. troops out of there. So I I don't know really where they're coming up with all of this, um, other than I guess it's the reactionary take. But it's yeah. dumb. It I, Yeah. Yeah, no. It, like I said – where I stand on it, it's in the Taliban's best interest to let something like this happen, but it would be a very bad move too. But I, I also, I just don't think they care. Well, here's the thing is that the Taliban, I think they know that if they orchestrated any kind of attack or helped a group orchestrate a kind of attack, out. they would know that the U.S. is going to find out about it. That well, was some fucking thunder. <laughs> oh, my God. There's some big thunder that just happened. We're leaving it in. Yeah, yeah anyway. We're leaving it in. Anyway, back to in. the Taliban. No, um, it's, it's yeah, just... they, the Taliban knows that word would have got out about who orchestrated the attack. The U.S. Yes. found out uh, who orchestrated the bombing in like two days. A d- no, in a day. Yeah. Friday. I, I don't know exactly when Friday. Not even 24 hours after. They killed those motherfuckers. Yeah, they were say, done we for. Drone strikes. Yeah, like we, we will find out immediately. And it is within the Taliban's interest to make it so we have no reason to stay involved in the region. They this want power facts. over Afghanistan. Yeah. So, of course, they're not going to collude with another group, also a group that they think of as their moral enemies. Yes. So that's wrong. Definitely wrong. And then the yeah. last one, the last talking point I've seen, which made me laugh a lot, okay. is we don't deal with terrorists. Dude, no. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God. <laughs> Speaking bro. of our deal with the Taliban, I've seen yeah. people on like Fox <laughs> News saying we don't deal with terrorists. It's just, it's lit- it's peak reactionary. Because I'm sorry, but like just the the designation of terrorist is a flawed one, especially flawed colloquially. Yeah. How the general public understands what terror is when yeah. terror is simply just violence with a political motive. Right. Like I said, the fucking United States, the founding fathers were terrorists mm-hmm. to the British. They were literally terrorists. What if the British? We don't negotiate with terrorists. Not fam. Not fam. That's how things happen. The Taliban is the active government now. Yeah. And you have you have to make deals with them. Mm-hmm. That's how the world stage works. I'm, I, you may not want to, but you have wow. to. Yeah. And also, the thing is that throughout history, we've dealt with terrorists many times. In fact, yeah, if we would have just made a deal with terrorists, none of this would have happened. The thing is that the U.S. government just doesn't see certain terror groups as terrorists as long as they serve U.S. interests. Yeah, like any plea deal with yeah. a capital rider yeah. is dealing with terrorists. Right. I'm that's sorry. A, that's another thing that I've seen is that a bunch of people are saying that the Taliban is a terror group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then they're also defending white supremacists that stormed the Capitol on mm-hmm. January 6th. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you say we don't deal with terrorists when you called the people that were inside our Capitol building, destroy, uh, inside our Capitol building, destroying the place, trying to hang Nancy Pelosi? How are they not a terrorist? And they li- they martyr Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, by the way, all the people that are saying we don't deal with terrorists, Trump made the deal with them. This is facts. So, like, this your is, president, very much your facts. president dealt with terrorists. And also yeah. the country has for, like, 
all of the 1900s and 20 and 2000s. Yeah, it's just what, what you know you certain brown ones that we don't deal with. Oh, it's yeah. certain it's certain regions that we may have a vested interest in where we don't deal with terrorists. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, anyway, after the bombings, uh, I believe it was Thursday or Friday, probably Thursday right after it happened, Biden had a press conference and basically said that the U.S. is going to offer a strong and swift response to our soldiers being killed, which we did which, like yeah, a few hours good. later. Like we got them. Yeah. And that, um, that should be it. Yeah. We we drone striked. Uh, I think it was two of the ISIS, quote unquote, planners and facilitators, uh, which is reported a, reported Saturday by CNN. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like that's to be expected. Which is like that's the pr- that's the proper response, right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. what I expected to happen. Exactly. I, I hope it just. I hope it ends. A lot of people <laughs> have been using it, especially like journalists, have been using using it as reason to stay in the region and continue Bro. terrorizing the Afghan people. Yeah. Which is just like okay, you just want to profit off the war machine. I have I have seen I saw this one take on Fox News. It was like a panel of three people. One of the dudes on there was the guy who says that he killed Osama bin Laden. I don't know exactly like <laughs> if it is. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But the Fox News correspondent that was on with him, I can't remember which one of the female Fox correspondents it is, but it's kind of like I don't know the fifty year like kinda, she kind of looks like in her fifties, uh, brown hair. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, her name exa- she's she, like. Uh, like low low tier Fox News correspondent <laughs> but she said that we need to go in and anyone who was involved in this attack and I think she just mentioned the Taliban too we need to kill off their whole entire bloodline and she said I quote their brothers and their uncles my god and like their kids and shit. it's like you are you are the same as the Taliban you are just hiding yeah. behind shoes that cover your toes that is insane. That is an insane take. No, literally, it's so barbaric. Oh yeah, insanely barbaric. How are you gonna kill them and their families? And it's like, damn, you know, you're just gonna drone strike them. You already do kill their families. Like guilty by association. Hello. Facts. Like, what if we did that to people in the United States? And it's like the like if you committed is. a murder, we also kill your family. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Fucking literally, your family is also going to jail and getting the death. Penalty. How is that a just response? And it's like, like bro, it's so violent, needlessly violent. And the sad thing is, we already do. Oh yeah, we already do. We bom- Obama bombed a wedding. Hospitals. Obama bombed a hospital. Yeah. Obama bombed um, a bomb shelter. Yeah. That did not have what we thought had in it. It was just a bunch of civilians. Like, yeah. And this is why. This is part of the reason why it's you can't think along party lines when it comes to our foreign policy and the war machine. It's largely bipartisan. Because yeah, the war machine is bipartisan and benefits both parties to keep on turning. Exactly, and especially benefits the media. Yeah, Every and everyone profits just, off like it. Like I said last time, every single time something like this happens, it's clicks on clicks on clicks, it's correspondence going crazy, it's just reactionary politics from everyone on either side of the aisle. Yeah, and, and this is why when you're examining these kinds of problems, you need to look at it through a lens that is most consistent to your ideology because Thanks. liberals and conservatives had uh, – had this been a Trump uh, mess up, mm-hmm. like had this happened all to Trump, this whole situation in yeah. Afghanistan, they would have just flipped in their criticism. 100%. Liberals would have been calling for no. the impeachment oh of God, Trump, yeah. and conservatives would have been defending him and saying that the bombings in Kabul wasn't his fault and that yeah. he's doing his best. Even if the situations were identical, the only difference was who was in office. Yeah. But people like us, we would be praising Trump for trying to get out of Afghanistan. Exactly. Not that he's a good person or has ever made really yeah. any good decisions, but this one was one of the very few good things that he could have done. That's fact. Was get us out of Afghanistan. <laughs> and yes, there would have been God. chaos, and yes, we would have criticized him. It would have it would have been bad because it would have been bad either way. There's no there's no easy yeah. way to pull out. Yeah. There are certainly better ways. Like yeah. there are many, many better ways. It was honestly easier to do it better. Yeah. And Biden didn't, which is just an egregious failure. And we'll dive deeper in a second into why exactly it was an egregious failure with this uh, specific case with some retired special forces soldiers. But 
that shit is just crazy. It's just you got to look at uh, situations like Afghanistan or really any involvement in other countries and forget about party and just look at who is profiting off yes. of the war machine because Democrats and Republicans have benefited from this. Yes. Uh, our involvement with Afghanistan started with Jimmy Carter, a Democratic president, mm-hmm. continued with Ronald Reagan. Ramped we've up seen, with Reagan. Yeah, ramped Reagan, up with Reagan. Reagan started the funding, didn't he? Reagan yeah. Operation Cyclone. Yeah, and right. like we've we've seen, uh, obviously, Obama perpetuated it, and Joe Biden was there for that. George Bush <laughs> yes. was like the king of all of this yes. nonsense. Trump has done it as well, and now Biden is continuing it to some extent, but he's getting out of Afghanistan, which is only happening because Trump, uh, got that deal through with the Taliban. No, back to Joe Biden, which may have happened regardless. Still, but like it's it's a bipartisan thing. Yeah, like no, this is not 100. This we is not see. something that the parties are split on. Four presidents have overseen the 20 year yep. long official war, not counting what went on before. But back to Joe Biden. Another thing that I wanted to bring up that I thought was just interesting throughout the week is the criticisms launched at Joe Biden, and how a lot of them have centered on only his administration, as in his last what is it? seven months like eight seven months like in office yeah and virtually none of them have been focused on the eight years he spent in the white house with obama that's because obama is like the crown prince of the left for all the like uh democratic establishment he's literally just the king of neoliberals like he had that big ass birthday party well, there's yeah. a pandemic going on, Shit. and nobody I think criticized 300 him. Three hundred people came through. Yeah, came through. And nobody saw criticized it. him. Yeah, no. Fox News is routinely like Nancy Pelosi just had like a gathering real quick. I think it was like a yeah. fundraiser. Nobody had mass videos came out. Obviously, it was all over Fox News. Like, I get it. I get that outrage, but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything about masks. I'm yeah. sorry that they're hypocrites. Like, I hate them too. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hate them too. The uh, the media's criticisms of politicians are almost never like consistent Mm -hmm. like they will carve they will carve out excuses for any politician that agrees with them and will you know help line their pockets because news is a capitalist organization Mm -hmm. you do it for (laughs) clicks and attention the news media the established news media is solely there to uphold the capitalist organization the economy but also just back to joe biden it's just so many i hate the criticisms about this administration because he has had an active role in making things worse in over eight years. Yeah. Like just as long as Bush was there too. I know with presidents, it's like the buck stops at the president. Anything under your administration is your name, but damn bro. It's kind of like how Dick Cheney gets away with a lot of what happened. Oh yeah. War criminal Dick Cheney. Literally. Like he should be in jail. It's like, yeah, I've seen the point that, well, Joe Biden didn't want a hundred thousand troops in the troop surge. He only wanted 30,000. Okay. He still wanted 30,000 us, us, like, people yeah. to go over there in a place we shouldn't have been anyway how many thousands would have died joe exactly how many thousands have died like come on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you like sure he was he was advocating for less troops under the obama administration but that's still continuing the war yeah like at that point it's just like who you sending like, and, it and all, why it all pales in comparison to the afghani death toll Oh, yes. Like, that, no matter that who you are, civilian or enemy combatant. I've, I've seen barely any media organization cover the Afghani death I think death it's toll. like over 500,000 yeah. people total have died in the ways with which the CIA reports death, which we know is flawed because it's came out that uh, they redefined what is like a casualty of war and things like yeah. that. I don't know the exact details. I can't remember it. But we know the Obama administration hit numbers, specifically yeah. the Obama administration. Yeah, and not even speaking of just deaths, but how many lives have we just decimated because we've occupied where they live or we have uh funded terrorists yes. that then go and destroy their homes or we have just 
dominated their entire existence for all of their life or yes. a majority of their life. Like, how many people's lives have we stolen because we want to keep the war machine moving? How many terrorists have we made? Yeah. Because of our thirst for profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The war machine is bipartisan, people. That's facts. Democrats and Republicans both like it because they can both profit from it. Mm-hmm. And it's good for the United States. I mean, in terms of like, like people who are GDP, making money. GDP, money, yeah. all those things. But you will War's see none profitable. of that. Like, always remember that. You oh, will yeah. see none of the money from the military in industrial fact, complex. In fact, you lose money because of the military <laughs> industrial facts. complex. Yeah, exactly. your, taxes, your taxes go towards killing people over in the, the Middle East or Afghanistan or wherever else. Exactly. You're just, so. yeah, don't you start on oh. taxes and wasted money. Anyway, um, I... I've seen that uh, this situation has really been unraveling over the last several weeks. Yeah. And it's unlike other news stories because it's kind of permeated the typical news cycle. Mm-hmm. Usually when issues pop up like critical race theory or something, it goes <laughs> yeah, away after yeah. like a week. Like people stop talking about it after a while. It still exists, but it's not like a big media story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's because like it's an international humanitarian crisis. Um, it's still ongoing. It still isn't resolved. But I've been thinking that maybe this will be a big issue for the 2022 midterms. Um, if yeah. it's still unraveling. And I mean, at the very least, um, if it's even a few months that this is still happening mm-hmm. or there's still uh, U.S. personnel that are stranded in Afghanistan, it's going to be a good talking point for conservatives. Oh, it's an amazing they're talking going to point. weaponize against Biden and really uh, use to paint all Democrats with. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, fair enough, but not we don't want the conservative outcome. It's like, yeah, Democrats are fumbling the bag right now. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't want more conservatives. A- another criticism. They would be worse. Another strange criticism I've seen is that Biden has kind of gone back to trying to push like his economic policies through his economic agenda. And he's gotten criticism that's like, how are you focusing on economics and inflation right now when people are dying in the Middle East? Like, why can't you do both? That's facts. In fact, you have to. Administrations are large. Yeah. There's a lot of people working on different policy. It's not just one dude in the Oval Office working on (laughs) it. Yeah, not everybody's a foreign policy guy. In fact, he's only like doing press conferences. I bet he's not making really any of the calls. Probably not. Like, what's what's Mayor Pete doing right now? Right. (laughs) What is he doing to ensure that I can ride a bus to work? Yeah, no, Mayor Pete's probably just thinking about the mileage tax. He's having wet dreams about a mileage tax. Poor people aren't going to be able to go anywhere. I just don't see why he's getting criticism, like why he's working on infrastructure, the resolute or the budget reconciliation, which actually passed in the House recently. It's very important. I like I don't know why why is he getting criticism even from like uh, like mainstream media or like leftist media. Yeah. Not necessarily leftist, but liberal media. Yeah, yeah, like thanks. I don't, it's a stupid criticism. Why can't we do both? I agree. Yeah. Like no, we need to fix our crumbling infrastructure or we're going to end up like countries that we have decimated. <laughs> right. Like, is that what we want? No, not at all. No, not at all. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, so maybe this will be a big deal for 2022. I don't know. Um, I, it's it's we'll going to be a big issue for 2022. I feel like it will be the biggest issue simply because of the American personnel stranded. Yeah. Speaking of the American personnel stranded, there we, go. Good, we got good some transition. new vigilante justice that just dropped. So, a group of retired, retired, mm-hmm. like not in the military anymore, private citizens who are ex special forces decided, you know what? This administration is really messing up. We have people over there. We have people that I personally know as a special forces operator that helped us out that aren't able to get out of Afghanistan right now and are getting death threats from the Taliban. So I, as a private citizen, am going to take it into my own hands to go in Afghanistan with a group of my boys <laughs> and get get the homies out. That is insane. And they did. And they did, yeah. And they literally fucking did. The article that you sent was like, they saved like 640 people. They saved, I think it's 643 people that they got out and into U.S. like Crazy. Oh my god, I know. Like, have you seen all the memes and TikToks that's like, just drop me in Afghanistan, I'll figure it out. <laughs> no, 
that. They did that. They did it. literally did that. Drop me in Afghanistan with my boys and we'll get 643 people out of there. No, dude. No, I saw that. And it's like, on one hand, it's kind of really cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is just action movie stuff. But for that very same reason, it's very scary. Yeah. It's very scary that one, the administration is failing so bad at getting people out that need to be out that private citizens felt they needed to take it into their own hands and two it's very scary that private citizens can take it into their own hands right what are the implications of this and they got there and they were working with the marine some marines on base and some other like intelligence officers within the region i think i also mentioned like cia people of course cia has (laughs) everything bro grubby little mitts all over (laughs) literally they're working like cia people and the funniest thing is because it's this impromptu covert mission like abc news was like with them the whole time and they had to swear secrecy because it couldn't get out wow and in all the pictures of it their faces are blurred out because you know what they did i'm pretty sure is very illegal yeah they were working they had disobeyed orders moved past the perimeter that they'd set up at the airport with the 600 6000 troops yeah. not 600 and um at one point in the article it mentioned that they had lost like comms with Ooh. the with the group of the retired guys who were out there they nicknamed it pineapple express by the way well, let me just tell you give you some more details before i talk about that they nicknamed it pineapple express like the fucking movie <laughs> That's so cool, Like, though. the fucking movie. It's sick. And you know how they identified, like, which Afghans they needed to take away? Oh. Which ones they knew in their families? It's good. Because because they knew them, they, like, had their numbers and shit, they would flash a picture of a pineapple in a purple field. And that's, like, on their wow. cell phones. And their families would do that. And that's how they knew to grab them. And then when they got, like, back to the U.S. military checkpoint, and I think a fucking sewer, they went through a sewer to get into the airport and get safe, they would flash the um, they'd flash the pineapple at a dude in red sunglasses. And he'd take them where they need to go. That's so wild. It's literally like a Call of Duty mission. Yeah. No, like, literally a, a fucking Call zone, of Duty mate. mission. But where it kind of goes wrong, like it always does, right, is right, that... Right. Um, they weren't working with the larger, like, army and marine apparatus around them. Uh-huh. So they didn't know that the Marines had deployed signal jammers to get rid of IEDs. Uh-huh. So they lost communication with the base that they were working with and everyone that they were working with for a couple of hours. They just couldn't talk to them. That's so wild. Yeah. Like, just working against them. It's like, if this would have been an official operation, like, I mean, it should have. This really oh, yeah. should have been a real thing that the the higher-ups, the generals there, thought to do. That was the point I was going to make, is that we funnel so much money into our military just for private citizens to do what I feel like the U.S. military could have done pretty easily. Literally. They could have staged this operation themselves. We did not need people trying to emulate a fucking action movie And imagine if it would have went wrong. This. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine what the consequences could have been. Horrible. Yeah. It w- would have been horrible. Yeah. And like we like nothing went wrong, thankfully. Like they were able to successfully complete and the mission. And they got people out. And they got people out. But imagine if this would have went, went wrong because they didn't have access to the same resources that the US military has. Mm-hmm, which they didn't because it almost went very wrong when they lost comms. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just it's like we, scary. Why can't we just do good things? Facts, with the bro. US why can't military? why can't they just be competent? Why can't the people there, why can't leadership, just everyone in the chain of command who makes these decisions just be competent and lead? Oh, yeah. And it's not even like the basic troops or like the special forces troops that yes. are incompetent because they can clearly do it. Like yeah. that proves it. They clearly did it by defying orders, which yeah. good on them. It's that the leadership in the U.S. military is just so abysmal, apparently. B- literally. Like, 
I'm what just are we doing? Should have known. Everything in Afghanistan has just gone wrong. Yeah. And this is an just an egregious example of foreign policy failure and failed leadership. Yeah. This should not be allowed to happen is the sad thing. It's literal vigilante justice. Yeah. On some Batman shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some Teen Titans type shit. Got Batman in Afghanistan. He'll get him out. I mean, good on them for saving people, but also it's so sad to see that this is what has to happen. Yeah. You know? It's sad. And just again, for the final time, it's scary that private citizens can coordinate with their friends in the military to get in military operations done yeah imagine <laughs> what else you could coordinate with the military to get done if Literally. it's not good for people you know what what kind of world do we live in where this happens <laughs> usa baby <laughs> that's right baby <laughs> greatest country on earth united states anyway God. moving on to some more um some not even lighter news honestly just some fucking dumb shit more vicious failures of our government yeah. um primarily the supreme court which has historically made bad decisions <laughs> like there's yeah. good decisions you can point out the supreme court hmm. citizens united oh yeah citizens united <laughs> citizens plessy united. v ferguson dread scott oh, uh shelby county v Hull. like there's a bunch <laughs> of them you can point out that are just abysmal i mean there's some good ones you know like brown v board of education facts that was a step in the um, right direction but that came on top of Previous decisions that said separate but equal is okay. Facts like what is it? Arizona versus U.S. that said something like uh, illegally crossing the border is a civil infraction. Yeah, not like a prison crime. Yeah, which that's like all right, that's cool. Yeah, like there's there's good ones you can point to. This is not one of them. Facts. So on Friday, the Supreme Court overruled the eviction moratorium that was issued by the Biden administration, specifically the CDC, a few weeks ago, meaning that there is no longer any federal protection for renters that cannot not afford rent all. because of the pandemic anymore. Zero. And to be mm-hmm. fair, there wasn't much money getting to them anyway because it's been tied up in states for yes. some reason. Like it just hasn't been getting to renters. It's been tied, yeah, no, they don't have the states literally do not have the apparatus yeah. to f- spend that money to like but, get that money to people. Yeah, it's like it's like 40 billion each day or like 20 billion somewhere in there. Like it's each state crazy. has some some yeah. ridiculous billions number that they just haven't given to to renters to use. Like yeah. it's still there, but they just haven't given it out. But this moratorium made it so people could not be kicked out of their homes. Mm -hmm. Um, And now that federal protection is gone. Uh, The administration, the CDC, uh, a couple weeks ago scrambled to introduce the moratorium because they had forgot to do it or they just didn't care enough, whatever it was. And the Supreme Court ruled on Friday that in order for it to stick, it has to be an act of Congress, which we know we're not going to get. It's not going to be. It's not. Oh, my God, bro. People are just going to be out of their homes. And it's it's because, like, what is it? Nancy Schumer, they had both like passed the bag around to each other because nobody wanted to deal with it. Oh, yeah. Pelosi said, like, we're not doing it. Yeah. It's entirely like her fault. Low key. Yeah. And the thing is that progressives started calling for it like three days before it was going to end. Like usually everybody failed. Usually like progressives like Cori Bush, AOC, like they they do like good enough for the political environment that they're in. But like. Come on. They weren't even on the ball. No. Everybody dro- everybody's been fumbling the bag recently. I, and then they staged, <laughs> honestly, dude, the protest was really corny. Yeah. Cori Bush sleeping on the Capitol with, was it Jamal Bowman that so. she was with? Like, that sh- it was very corny. It was not the powerful statement that the media was making it out to be. I mean, I mean, the, what do you think uh, pressured the CDC into doing it? You think the protest had anything to do with that? Or no. just they were like, I think the CDC it? just decided, okay, we're going to do this. Oh, maybe because, like, Biden just wouldn't? Yeah. Because like, <laughs> he CD, refused to the sign The CDC is not a political body. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is political influence within the CDC, but it's not a political body. And they also have extreme powers. Yes. Like, the CDC can do some ungodly things. They have broad powers during, like, a specifically a pandemic. And yeah. I mean, rightfully so. They are the center for disease control. They are the ultimate the authority 
It's on disease control. Yeah, it's it's in and the name. This is a function of disease control. Yeah. Because more higher homeless population means higher spread of COVID. People are constantly yeah. out in the streets. Like, it's and, just dumb. And the thing is that even if the progressives had moved like two months before it ended to start yeah. trying to implement something new, it never would have passed Congress. Oh, God, no. Because like Republicans wanted it to end. Governors yeah. in Republican states or Republican governors in their states have been like excited that it's ending. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know, landlords are celebrating too. I saw this one Business Insider article. It was this dude talking about how he's struggling. Guess how many properties he owned? How many? 243. Man, get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get, look. Get a fucking job, if literally. Your only job is to rent out to tenants. Get a real job. Uh -huh. I don't care if you're struggling. Yeah. Like, if you're get a real job. <laughs> Your so tenants dumb, have to get a real job to afford the exorbitant prices you I've, charge. I've seen the take that, oh, the tenants should get a second job to be able to pay rent then. Why does the landlord get a first? Right. Why does the why does he get to coast off an almost guaranteed return on investment? Also, why is our economy built in a way that you have to have two jobs to survive? Facts. Shouldn't one be enough no matter what you're doing? Literally. Like if people say that raising the minimum wage or, or giving more protections to workers is going to get rid of all the burger flippers. Clearly, you think that's an important job. Mm -hmm. So then flipping burgers should be enough to pay for everything that you need to survive. Yes. Any job that just pushes society forward, helps society function, should be enough to survive and yeah. live comfortably. Yeah. You should not have Being to Being a landlord by. is. What do they do? Oh, my God. The property would be there regardless. Sit and jerk off. Yeah. The, the property is going to be there regardless. What positive utility to landlords give to tenants other than like i don't know emailing landlords, the network company and also don't give any positive utility to anything they increase gdp marginally and that's yeah. literally it yeah and it would be fine without them Facts. we could do public housing i'd love that yeah it's only mm -hmm. like i can't remember i don't know if i have the number in here but it's yeah. um oh here it is it's there's 21 billion dollars right now in renters debt yes. uh that's debt that's piled up because People haven't been kicked out due to the eviction moratorium. Mm -hmm. That's that's rent that people are behind on totally. Yeah, we could cancel that so easily. Literally, that's we not, could do it. That's a drop in the bucket. We could cancel that within the bucket budget reconciliation. Yeah, and it wouldn't. Nudge, that would be a nice motion for progressives to do. It would not. It would not nudge the budget National reconciliation debt. bill forward. <laughs> the price tag for that yeah, at all. Point five trillion dollars. <laughs> that shit would not touch it. No, it would not move it forward. Not even a little it bit. It wouldn't even move it up a point. Yeah. And uh, with no federal protections left, a lot of renters are going to have to turn to local laws or state laws for mm -hmm. protection, which means if you're in a red state, you're fucked. Or just fucking squat. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it, bro. Claim squatters' rights. Yeah. And, and the rate of evictions tends to depend on how fastly courts are going to move to yeah. do eviction charges. But sometimes courts can get through like 200 in a day. Mm -hmm. Like they can get lots and lots of people kicked out of their homes. Yeah. And we're talking about numbers in the millions of renters who are going to be kicked out because they're behind on their rent. I think it's like, what is it? I can't remember the numbers from when we covered this like three weeks ago. Is it 3.5 million people? I think it's somewhere it... between three and four million people. Yeah, could face lose their homes. immediate threat of eviction. Yeah, and by the way, even if we're thinking at this purely through an economic standpoint, workers not having houses is bad for the economy because they're Facts. not going to be able to work. Oh God, also, no. it's bad for the pandemic because more homeless people either means that people are living on the streets and contracting, mm -hmm. uh, contracting and spreading COVID or they're going to be huddled inside of homeless shelters, which then will cause and spreading COVID will be contracting and spreading COVID. So either way you shake it, it's not good for anybody for people to be homeless in mass. I just they, they just don't care about you. I'm no. sorry, but anyone in power does not care about you. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. This eviction moratorium decision is just one of the many bad decisions from the Supreme Court. Yeah. And of course, with all crises, it's going to impact women and people of color the most. Yeah. 
um, because those groups or minority groups disproportionately make up the renting and low income population. Mm -hmm. So, of course, naturally, like every crisis, just like COVID-19 or really any other uh, epidemic or crisis. Yeah, this is just how it goes. And you already know what the vote was. Uh, like you already six know three, the baby. six three baby six three baby come on let's go what else would it be it was six three and like i remember back when uh amy coney barrett was just appointed to the supreme court and they had like their first set of decisions Plain one of them was on o- yeah one of them was on obamacare uh in which she and some others voted Upheld, to uphold it. it was it like um, her and kavanaugh yeah right? but it was it was on a technicality um so of it wasn't it actually was. to uphold it it was just to say like this lawsuit is not submitted in a way that we can actually deal with mm-hmm. um so it survived i don't remember what the the vote was maybe seven two six three the yeah. other way but whatever um i remember people saying like well look you know we're giving her a chance she's not doing bad this is exactly the point of her brett kavanaugh and uh the other one i can't remember that trump appointed being installed it is so they can protect capitalism yes because starvation homelessness poverty it's all a function of capitalism and there's some young motherfuckers too yeah like what do we have sotomayor um briars like knocking on death's door isn't 80 he? he's 80 yeah and then who's the other one i can't remember neither can i can't remember their name probably a fucking dinosaur as well yeah yeah they Jesus got Christ they got young blood in there that's going to be there for 20 years rgb should have retired yeah she really should have fucking retired i don't care what you have to say about it it's not misogynistic. She should have fucking retired. Yeah. It would have given us at least a little bit of a fighting chance on the court. Exactly. Like, she- <laughs> but like the Supreme Court, their function has really always been to make bad decisions yeah. that uphold and protect profits. Like, landlords are celebrating this decision because they can continue yeah. to exploit people or get back to exploiting people. Mm-hmm. And starving people is good for capitalists because they are more willing and more desperate to do jobs that they would otherwise never do or pay exorbitant rates that they would otherwise never pay exactly and it's like what citizens united corporations are people and you can't you can't limit donations campaign donations because that's free speech Mm -hmm. no the fuck it ain't yeah literally is not yeah um what you said that was the citizens united decision wasn't that citizens united that was the um money equal money equals speech doctrine yes that um one of the justices like dubbed that they coined that term i can't remember who it was corny ass motherfucker um but yeah basically that how you spend your money is the same way as how you use your speech um which then would be to say that the richer you are the more wealth that you have the more worthy your speech is yeah the more you can talk exactly uh, and freedom of speech, the point of it is that everyone can say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But That's if you have, equal playing field. Yeah. If you have more money, then you can say more than anybody else. How mm-hmm. is that equal in any way? Facts, bro. No, like, it just, it's not. It brings me to a larger rant about, quote, unquote, judicial activism. You ever heard that term before? Yeah. Hear yeah. judges say, I'm not one for judicial activism. I prefer a neutral reading of the law. Yeah. It's literally fucking impossible to prefer <laughs> a neutral reading of the law. No matter what, your lived experience is going to dictate how you view every single thing the personal is political like i say every other fucking podcast your personal beliefs are your political beliefs they are one and the same an extension of each other you cannot read something without interpreting it through your own lens yeah and we see that with conservative presidents appointing staunchly federal society judges very conservative judges and like i said two podcasts ago liberal liberal presidents appointing centrists to the court Yeah, because that's all they like and that's all they do. There's no such thing as a plain text originalist. And, I'm sorry. And the thing is that when it comes to centrism, most of the time, people that claim to be centrist, it's not even an ideology. It's a performance. 
Oh yeah, it's they just, are doing you're just it. Shy. They are doing it to seem as though they are, whether it be like bipartisan yeah. or in the middle. It's just a performance. They want to be like palatable to everybody. Like, they just want to hide their political beliefs. Even not even speaking in the context of the law, you read anything, you interpret it. Exactly. That is what subjective experience is. Exactly. Everything that you experience is through your own subjective lens. And if you, even if you're a a judge that's appointed to the Supreme Court, you are a human being that interprets things. Yeah. You can't. You can't read it as plain text originalist unless Amy Coney Barrett is reading it, uh, the Constitution, as the plain text and still thinks that uh, black people are three-fifths of a human. Literally. But but here's the kicker that really got me that I was thinking about the other day, right? The judiciary as it stands is supposed to be an entirely apolitical body, right? Mm -hmm. And the legislature is a purely political body. They're elected to political office and they write all of the laws. The laws are inherently political. Yeah. So upholding a law is an inherently political stance. Yeah. You can't neutrally uphold a political law. Yeah. Nothing is apolitical. It's just it's that's not how it works here. Nothing in the world is apolitical. It's not you how literally it works can't at be. All. You can't be. Being apolitical is being political because you are choosing not to engage <laughs> you are in all of the choosing. debate and discussion yes. and all of the uh, crises that unfold throughout the world. Facts. You can't you can't opt out of the system. You are born into the system. You are a part of it. Yes. And there's nothing you can do to escape it. And the Supreme Court is a body that is built to uphold the system as it exists. Mm-hmm. And they say as much when they get appointed, when they say Th- that they're going to why. uphold the law. That's always their defense is I'm going to uphold this law neutrally. I'm going to uphold this political law in a neutral way. Yeah. You can't. You are imposing your political will with your vote. And the people cannot touch them. Exactly. They are, they are untouchable by the the vast uh american people the supreme court needs to be an elected office or we just I agree. fucking get rid of it i agree like i mean what good things have they done there's <laughs> more bad, decisions, done bad decisions exactly and it took them so long to give minorities rights yeah and the only time they have a good decision is when after those uh good laws have been legislated mm-hmm. or in at least facts and to some extent like i can't you, like you can't point to a good decision that was made before politicians started moving to make that decision yeah if there was a neutral apolitical reading of the law why did it take so long to give women the vote yeah like i'm, like, I'm sorry Amy like Coney when Barrett? did the constitution like change before we change it and then you decide okay constitutional constitutionality is stupid anyway but that's another point amy coney barrett saying that she reads the constitution as a plain text originalist would mean that she would not be able to vote <laughs> so, sorry bro <laughs> she would also never have been appointed to the supreme court literally like come on are you Hex? dumb who do you know who the first uh uh woman on the supreme court was not at all not gonna lie was it ruth bader ginsburg couldn't I don't, have been. I don't. Couldn't have been. Maybe. No. Way. I have no idea. I don't know that much about the history I'm not of gonna, the Supreme Court. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Neither do I. I'm not gonna make a claim. Yeah. But the truth is that back in like 1700, up until 1920, when women were uh-huh. uh, given the right to vote, Amy Coney Barrett would not have been appointed. No, she so would not have been appointed say, until literally How can you recently? say that you read the Constitution as its plain text when you yourself would not have been afforded the same rights you have today? Yes. Yes. Like, come on, like you can't. Text changes over time, even if the text is exactly the same, which, mm-hmm. by the way, it isn't. Because your interpretation is a reflect of the is reflective of the political like climate of the time. Yeah, y- you're informed bro. by your surrounding. It's materialism, baby. I hate the court. You can't bro. get away from it. <laughs> I, I hate the them. court. And at this point, just dissolve it. Fact. Change it's it just, entirely. It doesn't uphold anything that great. Yeah, and that's why I kind of don't like the uh, the liberal solution, which is just add more seats to the court, because eventually. Yeah. As every everyone's liberal, just going to add more seats to the court, right? Well, either that, or eventually over time, liberals are just going to continue to get weaker and weaker, and it's just going to yeah. be like a what, like a, a ten five mm-hmm. conservative Supreme Court. 
And it's like the, the I think the funniest thing about adding more things to the court is just that's a political move. Like you're just admitting that the court is political. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> not like they do a great job at hiding it, but that's just a plain admission. It is absolutely a political body. And by the way, if you're an old person that actually still serves like leftist or liberal ideologies, just step down and let us appoint someone new. Please, while bro. there's a Democrat in office, he might right. not be there for long. We got until 2024, then it could be over. Yes, please, Briar, retire. Yeah. I'm, I'm begging you to retire, But the please. thing is, you can't even put political pressure on him because he's, like, protected from that. No, and then if you put – I saw this interesting article about how we need to stop telling Breyer to retire because the more that he thinks that we want him to retire for political reasons, the less likely he is to retire during Biden's term. So then what are we supposed to do? Just not talk about it and maybe just hope you retire. Like, what? that is just – that is them admitting that Thanks. the American people have no agency over what happens in the Supreme Court. Good thing we don't have a huge audience or else maybe he'll hear about it. Oh, but that no. could change with your vote. Maybe this will blow up. <laughs> maybe this one will blow Make up. Make sure this he hears will, about this. This will be our take that gets to the Supreme Court. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I know I know a lot of justices on the Supreme Court listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So if you know him, ask him to retire, please. Thanks. Thanks, John Breyer. Shout, anyway. out, shout out that guy. Anyway, uh, eviction moratorium ending. And if you're a renter, I hope you're doing well. And <laughs> no, I hope no, that you're please, able to afford like, rent because the federal government has proven that they just don't care enough about you. If you need to, fuck around and claim squatters' rights. Especially if your landlord has two... 242 other properties claim squatters rights fuck around like yeah. hit them where it hurts hit them in a bag yeah and hopefully because there's still a lot of money tied up in state governments hopefully mm -hmm. some of that will start moving and can go towards rental assistance because there was a lot dedicated to rental assistance yeah. in all the covid packages um and probably there will be some more in the reconciliation bill so hopefully it can make its way out mm -hmm. but there's just billions and billions that could go towards people that are going to be at risk of losing their homes yes and like we said people losing their homes is bad for the economy and the pandemic so it's something that we need to completely avoid and i don't care what landlords say facts they're scum get a real job get a real job why don't you learn a skill Hmm? Yeah. Learn a <laughs> skill, skill other than exploiting me. Exactly. There's a there's a TikTok clip in there somewhere. Yeah, we'll that, put it. In that judicial if, activism section. Maybe we'll put it up as a teaser for the episode. Oh, maybe. That's what we did with the last one. That's true. I'm thinking there's a clip in there. We'll have to. There's a, there's a clip. If you're listening to this, TikTok may already be up. That's true. If you're listening, please show some love to that TikTok. Yeah, get us to 1,000 followers. That'd be hype. We're at like 971 right yeah. now, I think. Yeah. Damn. Goes crazy. Anyway. Uh, our next section that uh, I think is, is pretty important is that school is starting back up. We kind of opened the episode with school starting back up, yeah. but there's some important things I want nice to talk about. Um, so as schools open across the country, of course, we are seeing another <laughs> peak of COVID-19, especially in red oh, states. Um, whether that be in colleges, high schools, elementary schools, or whatever else, regulations are varying a lot. Um, and I think that we should talk about some of these regulations that are happening I've specifically seen, in Republican states. I've seen so many bar crawls at MSU yeah. already, and I've been there for a night. Yeah, it's bad. There's Ooh. been parties. There's been a bunch of parties already. Yeah. Even where uh, in colleges where vaccines are mandatory, uh, things are looking bad. Yeah. And even especially in colleges where vaccines are not mandatory. Things are yeah, y'all are fucked. There. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, we've talked a lot about how Texas and Florida are punishing schools for putting things in place like a, a vaccine mandate or a mask mandate. mask mandates yeah. it will not even get as far as a vaccine yeah. mandate that's blasphemy that's the mark of the beast down there and and speaking of texas <laughs> right now uh or as of the time i researched okay. this which i think was saturday um they're seeing their highest covid peak ever since or since january i think that same thing is happening in florida i was just about to yeah. say florida no texas is seeing its highest peak since january florida is seeing its highest peak ever yeah no they really said twinsies <laughs> which is which, 
<laughs> That's so impressive because vaccines exist now. How did they pull that right. off? It's just in time for Spirit Week for school to start. <laughs> right. We're twin how, day. How did Florida pull that off when vaccines are available? Yeah. Like there's a preventative measure out there that's not just masks. And they're like in surplus here in the US because we're not giving them to any of the other countries that need it. But we're also not freeing point. the intellectual property for other countries <laughs> to make it. You know, whatever. you know. Um, so they have to resort yeah. to ivermectin everywhere how? else. How do they accomplish this? I don't know. Like we're seeing a spike generally throughout the entire country just because regulations are going away, but the highest peak ever? Yeah. Like <laughs> that's just, impressive. Just let them secede. Like yeah. he, I've yeah. seen I've seen some license plates, like Texas license plates that like secede. All right. Yeah. Go please I wanna, go for I, it. I want to go through a couple stories. Okay. Like we're going to we're going to laser focus on some places. I'm here for it. Um so first there was a story in the Hill which describes an elementary teacher in California actually that okay. refused to get vaccinated or wear a mask oh, no. and single-handedly caused a COVID outbreak in her classroom and potentially the entire school. Like they contact traced it all back to her. Yeah. That's so Um that's because so there was hard. there was another outbreak at the same time. Yeah. But they traced that outbreak back to one of her kids that hung out with the kid <laughs> That caused the outbreak in like another grade, so she probably caused the entire outbreak in this school. She probably just killed somebody. And let me, yeah, <laughs> let me read a quote. She said, or not she, but the the Hill reporter said the teacher became symptomatic on May nineteenth and yeah. received a positive test on May twenty first, but the virus had already spread to students who began showing symptoms on May twenty second. Hold on, does this say anything? Like, was she in school after she started having symptoms? Like, was she going and teaching and shit? Well, I don't know. It says that she became symptomatic on the 19th and then received the positive test on the 21st. You already know. She said, I've been eating my vitamins. I've been drinking my water. I'm going to show up to work today. Right. But the thing is that even even if she was getting regularly tested, which I'm going to assume that was the regulation. If you don't get vaccinated, it's, it's regular testing. I'm praying. That wasn't enough. Like, it's clearly not daily testing. Weekly testing is not enough. With no, Delta, not anymore. With Delta showing symptoms in three to four days, daily testing. Yeah. Daily testing, maybe every other day testing I could fuck with, but not, like, make, make, make it make sense. Yeah. And then the article goes on and says, 12 of the teacher's 22 students subsequently received a positive 12? test result, and eight out of the 12 were in the front two rows. I know, what is it, the viral load for Delta is, like... 300 times greater 300 or 3,000 times greater as regular COVID so you can transmit it like well within six feet like six feet is not enough here's the thing though is that this is an elementary school and right now it's an elementary school yeah per the side per the CDC guidelines um kids under 12 can't get vaccinated yes so they are going to be able to contract COVID a lot easier than someone that is vaccinated this is more than a 50% infection rate in this person's bring them online it's ridiculous it's ridiculous. And this was back in May. Like, this isn't even the height of the peak that we're experiencing right now. Was Delta around in May? I have no, no idea. No, no. Um, May is when India was popping off, wasn't it? Yes. There's like yes. February. The, I think yeah. Delta variant was popping off in India in May. Yeah, because around I, that time. Oh, God, I'm getting the dates messed up. But this was back in May, and I don't know if Delta this was... was not here yet because Delta had just started when we started the pod. Yeah. We're as old as Delta in the U.S. now. That's so cool. Crazy. That's so cool. Me, us and Delta, good friends. We go yeah. way back. <laughs> you know, you know us. We go way back. Twins. Anyway, but that's a fifty percent infection rate back in May, and now COVID is worse, especially in a place like California. Yeah. And we're starting to go with like full open schools again. I can only imagine how bad it's going to be. Dog, I'm just. I don't want to get kicked out of my dorm, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I want to have fun. You know what I'm going to tell you? Count on it. <laughs> yeah, no, Count I am. I was with some people last night, and we were all making bets on when we were going to get kicked out. I said October. Oh. I said, like, early to mid-October. By November 1st. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like, yeah. One of my friends said two weeks. He gives it two weeks, stop, and we're out of no. here. Well, what is it? COVID was in, uh, we had, like, two cases in Oakland County, then all of this <laughs> yeah. shut down. Yeah. Like, how are we doing this, dog? Oh, no, dog. Especially with uh-huh. with uh, some schools saying, like, everyone's going fully back in person. No work remotely, yes. no virtual classes, I nothing. don't have options to, like, do virtual even if I wanted that's to. Disgusting. I just got to be in person. That's I have two disgusting. labs. And that's a university. And we're yeah. talking about elementary schools, which tend to be much smaller classrooms, especially in low-income areas. <laughs> like, they're just screwed. Especially when they have localities that refuse to implement uh, mask mandates or vaccine policies. Talking about you, Ron. Yeah, talking about you, you, Ron. Speaking of Ron, though, there is a little bit of hope. Oh, all right. In Florida, a judge struck down DeSantis' ability to ban mask mandates at schools. So now- That's nice. uh, He can't outright ban any mask mandates. So that's pretty smooth. That's really good. So can he not withdraw funding anymore? I think that's what that was the thing that got struck down. Was that good. he's not able to withdraw funding from schools good anymore? Job. A court which is doing something good. That's ironic, well, considering <laughs> our last segment. It wasn't the Supreme Court, though. It wasn't the Supreme Court. So, you know. So you may have noticed. <laughs> there's no video component to this episode. We just had to make a big cut, um, and then yeah. once we made that cut, we realized that we've not been recording. Not only was just the record button not on. I had accidentally closed out of the entire camera app because I'm recording on my phone because we yeah. don't have a camera yet anyway. But this is just another example of how we are down bad for yeah. some better equipment. Yeah, you know, sorry sorry about the no video for the people that do watch the video. Um, especially all on, like, 17 YouTube, of you that are subscribed. All the, all the clips on the YouTube, but uh, won't be one this episode. We'll probably just upload the whole uh, audio file like we did back in like the first week. But Back in the day. Back in the day, but uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's just more evidence that we need your help. Become a major, please. <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving swiftly on, we just talked about okay. Florida. Um, in Oklahoma, Holbert County uh, schools saw an increase in cases with no mask mandate in place at the start of the school year. Yeah. They couldn't do that because Oklahoma governor said you can't have mask mandates, so they didn't. But then later, after <laughs> they saw that kind of explosion in cases, the school board voted to implement a mask mandate. Wow. Um, and then shortly after, oh. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt attacked the school district publicly, saying they were violating state law and undermining the state constitution. Bo is trying so hard to be Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Literally trying so fucking hard to be Ron. Problem is that nobody cares about Oklahoma. That's true. Yeah. But this also convinces me that Ron really is the likely candidate for the 2024 presidential race. If it's not Donnie. If it's not Donnie, if that's not true. Donnie. That's true. I honestly, he's a wild card. I have no idea if he's going to run. Even though he said he did, I have no idea. Well, we already know they're going to be running on mask mandates and shit because we're not going to get past COVID by 2024. <laughs> With the way things are going, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the best part about this Oklahoma story is that the governor's office didn't do anything to legally stop the mask mandate. <laughs> and the superintendent of the, uh, the school district said that I thought maybe the governor would reach out and give me a call. They didn't do anything. It's all the culture war. <laughs> Bro was so sad after that. He was probably hoping. Yeah. He's like, yo, the governor will call me. We'll set this all straight. No, dude, it's performative activism on, yeah. on the other side of the aisle. Yeah, it's like the, he calls this out publicly. And because it's all part of the culture war yeah. right now that schools are implementing mask mandates and vaccine mandates and such, he calls them out publicly and then legally doesn't use any of his powers <laughs> to change it. Like, you just know that it's all cap. Or because like it's it's strictly within Republican governors' interests, like uh, in terms of their electorate, to keep people alive and safe from COVID. Yeah, exactly. But politically, exactly. 
It's, it's not, not in their interest to implement mask mandates or even encourage vaccine use yeah. because they just get booed or voted out or threatened by Donald Trump or whatever else it may be. <laughs> it's such it's such a conflict, especially threatened by Donald Trump. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You forget see, that. Uh, I think we talked about equation. his rally like last week, Alabama, um, when he said that you should take the vaccine, and, they got and then people got Ooh. people lost their mind. Yeah, exactly. Bro, you know what my favorite part of that rally was? What? It was actually the besides kid? the kid, <laughs> besides the five year old story. It was um throughout like the whole rally, the way that it was framed. There are these two like big like square things. I think it was something for sound oh, yeah. that would block some people off, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you know that when people are in view, they deliberately like place them, yeah, so that they're showing signs and stuff. There was a black dude there that had a shirt on that said blacks for Trump, which is already just kind of weird that you're just referring like the blacks, yeah. you know, it's already like kind of weirdly racial. Yeah. And it said blacks for Trump. And he had a sign that said save America. Yeah. And his face was blocked by that like little square sound thing, mm-hmm. but not his message, not not the message that furthers the political like ideations of the right or the, the sign, the save America yeah. sign. And I think that just perfectly encapsulates how conservatives feel about black people in their movement. That's so funny. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Classic Trump move. It's like Classic we don't Trump care about move. you just as long as you're shilling for us. Yeah. It's all part of the culture war, baby. Yeah, no, that was a good time. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. So, and then the, the last story I had here about schools was in Georgia, cases started to increase wildly and teachers in school districts without mask mandates were continuously getting more and more upset with their leadership for not mm-hmm. doing anything about it. Um, in Bullock County School District specifically, 900 of the 11,000 students tested positive, which is almost <laughs> one, was that, almost 10%? Yeah, almost 10%. 900 of 11,000? Yeah. Yeah, it's like 8 or 9%. Yeah, it's yeah. 8 or 9%. Um, and to address the growing concerns and calls for a mask mandate, the superintendent responded with this. Oh, no. I talked with principals today, and we all agreed that, Though it is a small gesture, you would enjoy the liberty of wearing jeans for the next month. No so fucking way. by all means, please enjoy your jeans throughout the month of September and the rest of August. What? <laughs> you said, I'm sorry that your students are getting COVID and you may be getting COVID. Wear some jeans to work. No. F- yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's real. It's real. It's real. Like jeans are going to stop you from dying from COVID. Reality is stranger than fiction. I swear to God, you cannot write that. Yeah. He said, (laughs) he said, you may die from COVID, but you got jeans on. Bosses are out of touch, bro. Yeah. Fuck. That's insane. That was so funny. That's insane. That was the, that was the superintendent's offer was to just be like, yeah, you can wear jeans. Fuck yeah. What a cool guy. Imagine that. He's a casual Friday every day. That's such a slap in the face. That's so funny. But not anything like leggings or anything comfortable. Nah. No. No. Nah. You can wear jeans. Yeah, exactly. I'd be pissed, Loki. And I think I think you got one from Wisconsin, right? Oh boy, do I have one from Wisconsin. So if y'all didn't know, Wisconsin wants kids to scarf. Specifically the Waukee specifically Waukesha, Wisconsin. I know I butchered that, but we'll carry on because I don't think they really matter, especially considering this. But anyway, in the school districts. Kids can no longer enjoy, like, the free, federally funded free lunch program that has spanned the pandemic to, you know, help kids eat while their parents are in dire financial situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The school board said, mm, no. And specific representatives had some really nice quotes that I want to share out. This one bitch, Karen, <laughs> <laughs> Karen Fitting, Reginick. Karen said, with an I, though, not neat. Yeah, oh, true, but, you know. 
same effect, very punchy, said families would become spoiled, and I quote, spoiled by the free lunch program. How are you spoiled by free lunch? This pisses me off for a number of reasons. Because every single time we propose doing something good or something very basic for people, the claim is that it's going to make them lazy. Yes. No, it is going to enable them to do better. Thanks. If we provide for people's needs, they can actually succeed. This gonna, is demonstrably true. It's going to hurt curb fucking food insecurity. It is demonstrably true. We talked about uh, several weeks ago, uh, some locality in California introduced uh, universal basic income. Yes. You brought that up. And it was noticeable that they were doing much better. They could afford housing. They could afford food. They were doing better at their jobs. It was a demonstrably good thing. It is demonstrably true. We can prove it with evidence that when you provide for people's material needs, they do better, especially yes. children. Especially children with food insecurity. It's so dumb. Why is the why have we fallen into like the cultural ideology mm-hmm. that if we provide for people, it makes them lazy or somehow lesser than other people that have worked hard? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And they dropped later in the article that the child poverty rate within this specific school district was 13% in yeah. 2020 and yeah. it had arisen four percent from 2019 where it was nine percent kids yeah. are just getting more poor now and you decide to get rid of the federally funded free lunch program because you're a little whiny bitch yeah and i'm i'm gonna guess this karen person's a republican yeah <laughs> I'm, okay. i would i would be fair okay. to assume and you would think republicans who are almost always pro-life would care about children being able to eat when they're stuck no. in an economic situation that is in no way their fault not once they leave the womb right kids you do not, as a child, you do not have the resources available to you to make money and yeah. be able to afford your school lunches. You're, you're a fucking child. Yeah. Facts. You would think that Republicans no that are staunchly pro-life would want to provide for these children mm-hmm. that families cannot afford for them to eat. But instead, no. They just want to control women, get the child out the womb, exactly. and do absolutely nothing for them. You'd think that pro-life people would want to, you know, provide free contraception. But that's a that's another debate. That's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we've got another motherfucker on the school board named Darren Clark, who is the assistant superintendent for business administration at that school. He oh. said there would be a, quote, slow addiction to free lunch. That's got to be racially charged. Are you fucking kidding That's me? That's got to be racially like, charged. What, what do you mean a slow addiction to free lunch? Oh no, kids can finally eat. Kids don't have to pay five dollars for a shitty grilled cheese anymore. Oh no. Being addicted to food, <laughs> <laughs> like something you need, That's, and he's probably like a heavier set motherfucker. Yeah. You know what That's I like, mean? We can't provide drinking fountains in schools because then kids are going to get addicted to water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what do what? they have to say about drinking fountains? We can't have public bathrooms, or then people are going to want to go to the bathroom in public <laughs> all the get time. Addicted to those luxuries. Like, shut up, Darren Clark. You're stupid. You don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you know absolutely nothing. <laughs> they continued to emphasize in the article. This is an ABC News article, by the way. That you can still apply for the regular, like, national free lunch program. Like, you know about that? Yeah, like, I do. Just right, you low-income will qualify for free or reduced lunch. But that yeah. program is dog shit. Yes. And let me tell you why. Not everyone qualifies for it that really needs it because, you know, government really doesn't care. Bureaucracy, the baby. bureaucracy. Exactly. And also, there is huge, and I mean huge, stigma around free lunch. Oh, yeah. The kids that get free lunch are just targets for bullying they're demonstrably low income you can't hide that shit especially with the free breakfast program that it mentioned later that said some putrid shit about free breakfast later on but it's just it it points you out as low income and parents don't want to apply 
which is also sad because of how stigmatized it is. Yeah. Do you know how many kids don't have free lunch that really need free lunch because their parents are afraid of being embarrassed to be low income? Mm-hmm. And that is a function of capitalism. Yeah. It's, like we it's said, a starvation of, is a function of capitalism. Yes, it is a function of hustle culture specifically. Yeah. Like all that shit. Like, oh, you need to just grind. It's like, mom, shut the fuck up, please. <laughs> yeah. People cannot afford to eat. If you can't afford to eat, you're going to be low energy. You're going to be depressed. You physically just can't work. Yeah. Oh, my. It's so dumb. They go on to mention like when they're talking about free, free the free breakfast program, they said that it's just a waste of food. It produces too much food waste. It's like, all right, you know how you could solve that food waste? Give it to the other kids who aren't in the program. Yeah. Just let people eat it. Yeah. Instead of being like, no, I'm sorry, you make a dollar above $13,000 a year, so you can't get free lunch anymore, even though you very clearly need it. And we're throwing it in the garbage. Yeah, because we have very rigid, rigid like standards for these things. We're just going to throw all this food away instead of just putting it out for kids to come grab. In the mornings, go around to other classrooms with a fucking like wheel cart or whatever and hand it out to kids that are hungry. Literally! Who cares? Exactly, dude. It's so fucking ridiculous, right? Food is one of the most important things to your brain functioning. If yeah. you are not full or if you are not sating your hunger, you are not going to be able to perform in school. And standardized testing follows you for the rest of your life. Fast. If you start to fail as a child, it's hard to recover. It will follow you through your whole education. Especially career. once you hit high school. Oh you can't God, get out yeah. of it. The SATs, bro. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> and then so another administrator said within the article, our administrative team has never let a large amount of kids fall between the cracks and it's not going to happen next year. He also said, I think anyone that's concerned about this, Damn. their concerns are not needed. What the fuck do you mean he their said, concerns are not needed? He said, shut up and go away. Fact, no, literally. What do you mean? Anyone who's concerned about this, their concerns aren't needed? What about all the kids who aren't going to eat anymore? What's the point of his job? What about the kids who are going to get maybe one meal a day when they go home afterwards and yeah. aren't going to be able to get their breakfast and lunch? Yeah. Like, what the, what the fuck is that, dude? You're, he's like a public official. Literally, like, get fired. Like, you are, you're an administrator. You're a, you're a public official. You're going to be beholden yeah. to the people that you represent, even in a school district. Yes. So, yeah, their concerns are warranted. 100 eat shit and fuck off. Yeah. Like, I, mm, I hate that guy. They didn't drop his name. Probably for uh, good reason. <laughs> children are going to starve. He said, I don't care. He said, I don't care. Yeah. Children die every day, B. <laughs> yeah, he said, <laughs> he said, your kid's hungry in school? Failed all he's their hungry. tests? Man, shit. Tough day. Tough <laughs> day. Tough, tough day. day. Tough, have day. tough day. I hate these people. Thanks. I absolutely hate them. But starvation is not a tough day. Oh. Starvation is literally a function of capitalism. Yeah, they no. do it on purpose. Especially food waste. Especially considering that we literally burn excess crops so that they don't crash like food prices. Yeah. Because it subsequently crashed the economy. Mm-hmm. Like crazy, right? You know what? Crash the economy. I don't care anymore. Let people eat. <laughs> burn it all. Let, Let people eat. Man, fuck big agriculture. Yeah. 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 But yeah. speaking of tough days, today is not a tough day. No. Nah. Because Head in the Office episode eight came out. That's true. And if true. you enjoyed that, if, if you enjoyed this episode, you know, you know the drill. Rate five stars on Apple. Share it around. Show your friends. Radicalize your friends. Follow us on TikTok. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know if you said, but become a patron. Become a patron. <laughs> Please, most Think importantly, bro, become a patron. Think about becoming a patron. You know, it's. It's a monthly payment. I get it. People are working. Trash you know, you got other stuff to pay for. Any amount. Helps, I get it. And I don't want to pressure. That's why we don't lock content behind Patreon. Yeah. I don't really believe in that, especially like yeah. as leftist creators. It feels weird to lock content behind a Patreon. It's just like little yeah. like extras, like video, yeah. whole podcast video. Yeah. It's really just there for you to support us if you want to. Yeah. You know what? Become become based. 
Become Patreon. Join us. Uh, like, don't feel too much pressure to join the Patreon, but I'm definitely going to pressure you because I want some money. Yeah, exactly. But you could really help us out with that by would, subscribing and liking on YouTube. It would help us produce. Exactly. And it would make your listening experience better. One hundred percent. We'd have to. We wouldn't have to make cuts because we hear gurgling from Gage's oh, basement no, right behind us. We could get like a stack set of like a stew space and everything. Yeah, just, we could. It'd be better for everyone. We would involved. make sure that there are never episodes where the video just fails, <laughs> like, like this one. Yeah, case like, in point. like this one right now. You could have a real camera instead of my fucking phone. You could contribute to something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, you could be a part of a, a movement, if you will. Yeah. You could contribute to something that is like two times bigger than you. Two people instead of one. <laughs> two people, exactly. So why don't you sleep on that tonight? Yeah, yeah. Sleep on that on this Wednesday or whenever, whatever day you're listening to it. And, uh, you know. And I, ex- I expect to thought. see a spike in patrons yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Cricket Scrapbook Layouts and Jeremy's mom That's for right. being a shout patron and supporter of the Jeremy's show. Jeremy's mom. If you want to be shouted out at the end of our shows... Become a patron. Or if you want to be shot out at the beginning of this girls, just fucking show some love on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Mention that you listen to the pod. Like, I'll, I'll shout you out. I'll, I'll try to remember the usernames I'll, next time. I'll write them down. I'll remember you like kids in our classroom. Facts. That we are not You're letting get free lunch. our children. Yeah. And we said you can't eat anymore. <laughs> Sorry. And if you're concerned... I don't think your concern is needed. Also, no vaccine mandates, no mask mandates. COVID will get you or the starvation. One of the two. Exactly. And one I mean, either way, shit. Population control. Yeah. Either way, baby. Doesn't matter to us. Don't be concerned. Anyway, have a great one. Thanks for listening, y'all.